And we're live, and we're live. Welcome back to the Gambling Shack. Uh, this week edition, the end of the road. That's what this episode is called. Uh, football season, NFL is winding down the regular season, and uh, college bowl week is still rolling. Uh, by the way, I am Robert Harris Jr., uh, go by Bobby Beats. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr., my main man, Gabe Myers, G underscore Myers 33. Uh, we back at it, uh, Gabe. How you feeling? Feeling good. I had a four and one week last week in the NFL, but I didn't have a casino to gamble at, so I'm slightly irritated. Um, but outside of that, starting to feel like my home out here in Houston. I brought the cold weather with me, Rob. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get pretty, pretty nifty. I'm gonna have to start dripping some faucets and opening up the bathroom uh, drawers and doors to keep the heat. Yeah. For those of y'all who are not in the Houston area, it's uh it's gonna get down below twenty degrees tomorrow, which for me is not a big deal, but for everyone else who is gonna be in the city of Houston, hell might as well be freezing over. So Yeah, it's gonna be pretty <laughs> it's gonna be pretty that's tough that's, that's where we are right now, but we have some NFL football to keep us warm tonight, and of course the college bowl season to cuddle up with us during the uh, over over the next few weeks. And for those of us who don't want to spend time with our families and just watch sports, there will be plenty of that on TV. And that's what we're all thankful for this holiday season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> think about it, yeah. I guess so. Uh, well, yeah, we ain't going to waste no time. I got to drip some faucets and do all that grown-up stuff. No. <laughs> we <can laughs> we going to start uh, – College Bowl, the Bowl Mania has been pretty good. And I want to give a shout-out to Gabe. Thank you for the Truth Barbecue invite. Man, that, whew, that food was good. Man. Dude, I went there again yesterday. <laughs> I have spent well, – well, I can't say I have spent because I've bought stuff, like, for my family, too, like, bringing stuff back home. Gotcha. Like, with you, that massive beef rib. Um, <laughs> the, but I have spent, like, over $200 at Truth Barbecue since I've been. It's well, dude, their pork ribs are a religious experience for me, man. They're not yeah. sponsoring for the show. We were just talking open. Oh, oh we're just having a conversation here. Um, those pork ribs are a religious experience for me. I mean, that is that and our friend friend of the show, Jay Arnold, he was he's been on the podcast for. Uh, he put out, you know, kind of his favorite items of barbecue places from this past year. And he he had the cake from Truth on there, which I've had the cake. Is the cake is out there, they have like a deep chocolate cake which is mm. um for me it's their pork ribs and then butters barbecue down in mathis texas near corpus christi where my family used to live their barbecue truce pork ribs and butters barbacoa are the two best food items i've eaten this year and i don't badbacoa that's how you say it. i'm saying barbacoa like a like a white person that i am um <laughs> but badbacoa uh, those those two things, that and the pork ribs from Truth, are the two best things I've eaten this year. Uh, but yeah, so more than happy to introduce you to Truth Barbecue. I'm sure it won't be the last time you eat there. Um, and I went yesterday at opening, and there was already a line outside on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> well, yeah, and it is the holiday season, so people. People out of, you know, the teachers out of school yeah. and all that good stuff. People yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Well, actually, my friend I went with yesterday is a teacher. So there you go. That's an interesting, interesting point right there. But 
yeah, it's uh, whoo. I'm ready. Ah, they're closed by now. So, <laughs> thank you, Abe. Uh, thank you for the uh, truth barbecue. Well, let's get into these college bowl. Our main pick that we want to discuss. I'm going H Town UH versus the Raging Cajuns Friday matchup on the twenty. Not tomorrow. 23rd uh, matchup, uh, Houston is minus seven, despite Tank Dell opting out for the NFL draft uh, against the Raging Cajuns, who offense really struggled at times this season. So I like UH. I like Clayton Toon playing his last official college football game, top five in the passing game with 37 touchdown passes. Um, I think UH rolls. I think if they – Pretty much put the ball in Clayton Toon's hands. I think they can make it happen. Now, their defense, on the other hand, I think the best defensive game was against East Carolina, 42-6 victory for the UH Cougars this season. Looking to repeat that, uh, this is the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. So uh, I like UH, minus seven against the Raging Cajuns. Yeah, my uh... – I'm not going to lie, I have not watched the Raging Cajun since they played Texas in week one of the 2021 season, so I can't contribute much to this conversation. Um, no, my bowl game, the one I like, I don't even know what bowl it is, to be honest. It might be the Texas Bowl. It could be something else. I don't know bowl names and games. I know teams and spreads. Uh, I like Ole Miss minus three and a half against Texas Tech. I For Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin decides to stay there. But they're going to have a lot of their team coming back next year. The quarterback, Jackson Dart, the running back, Quinchon Judkins. They have some really good receivers. The defense, this year you felt like you started to make strides watching Ole Miss, but maybe at times it was two steps forward, uh, one step forward, two steps back type of thing. I think it's important. I think it's important for Tech, too. But I think Ole Miss is a more talented team, and it's important for Ole Miss to have a good bowl game and kind of build that momentum into the offseason, build that momentum going forward going into the 2023 season. Uh, and they're playing a Texas Tech team, I, and I, we talked before the year, I think Joey McGuire is going to do really good things at Texas Tech. I think Joey McGuire is going to be, you know, maybe when it's all said and done, the best coach in the history of Texas Tech football. All that being said, it is year one. It's still early. I think Ole Miss is a little ahead of Texas Tech in the process right now. Texas Tech has kind of spent the whole year figuring out who their quarterback is. Now Donovan Smith, the who was starting, who I actually watched play earlier this year in person, He's now transferring to UH, um, and I think there's a little more flex with that uh, Texas Tech program. Ole Miss, I think the momentum side is important for them. Trust Lane Kiffin to create a good game plan, the offensive mind that he is, have a really good game plan. Ole Miss to put on a bit of a show. They need to go on a late surge in the recruiting period. All that into consideration. Ole Miss minus three and a half, kind of like the Rebels to really put it on Texas Tech here. I think Ole Miss, they had a bad end to the season. They want to get the the taste of the Egg Bowl loss out of their mouth. So I, that was on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going with the Rebels here. Is that the Texas Bowl? Yeah, that's the Texas Bowl at NRG. Okay. And that's – yeah, that'll be – well, I'd be in town for that. Yeah. That's uh, – well, can I swing by Rob's place on my way to the Texas Bowl? No, I will be out of town when that game happens. Oh, but I but I like Ole, I like Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. Yeah, that's also, a trick. Miss, huh? look, people don't realize you ain't from Texas how far away Lubbock is from everything else. Ole Miss <laughs> might be closer to NRG 
They love it. They like, oh, Texas Bowl, Texas Tech, a home game. No. Oh, no. So I, I think that's that's the outside of world. alumni in Houston yeah. there is Texas Tech alumni. I know a few Tech alumni, but, yeah, I, I agree with your point. Like, people think, like, everything is so close. Like, I remember one guy, he was like, hey, is El Paso near Houston? I was like, no. no. Like, that's more New Mexico. It's more closer yeah. than there. So, man. The so fun fact where I live in Las Vegas, New Mexico, it Los Angeles is closer to me than Houston is. Yep. And I think like, wait, New Mexico and Texas are right next to each other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta go all the way through Arizona to get to California and then to LA. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, but no, I mean point remains on Ole Miss. I do I think one, there's a better team, that's why they're favored by three and a half. Mm-hmm. They have some continuity there, and they have a young group that's going to want to keep that momentum going going into the Tech game, where I think Tech is still very early on in their process. I think they're going to get you know humbled a little bit by the by the Rebels. I agree. I agree. Um, with, with the Donovan Smith transfer, that's kind of big too for me. That's why I kind of want to lead to. Well, yeah, I, I think Tech is just everything, and I think next year Tech is going to be really good. I think Joey Mack is going to bring in, you know, he's going to bring in another good recruiting class. He's going to. Mm-hmm. You know, is another year in the system. There's going to be some continuity there. But I think at this moment in time, as we sit here, December 22nd at 4 o'clock, 4 p.m., it's going to be everything's just a little bit in flux right now. Yeah, I agree. On to the NFL. Uh, it's winding down. It's winding down to the near end of the season. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off. My main NFL pick, give me Cleveland Browns, minus two and a half. Versus the New Orleans Saints. It's up to three now. It's up to three now, but keep uh, – Yeah, keep more, more money coming in. More money coming yeah. in on the Browns. Yeah, on the Browns. I'll change it here. Uh, for, for the Texans uh, fans aspect, you don't want the Cleveland Browns to win. We don't. But, hey, they're playing some solid football. And I think this is probably the first team Deshaun Watson – I mean, he's been rusty, but he hasn't played in over a year and a half. But I think this is the first team he really doesn't have to do everything for this team they got a good running game they got good wide outs they got a great defensive line great secondary with denzel ward so i was like he doesn't have to do a lot last week game against baltimore great defensive game great defensive plays block field goal just a lot of great things happening on the special teams in the defensive side Deshaun doesn't have to take over a game to me, this is mine's been. He doesn't really have to take over a game. And like I said, he's been rusty. Wait till next season. He's probably gonna show out and have a great Pro Bowl performance season like next season. But I think he doesn't have to do a lot this season to maintain. Now, can the Cleveland Browns get into the playoffs? They're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. They're in the woods, you know, looking looking for the deer, looking for the, you know. They're in the woods. But Cleveland Browns are not making the playoffs. So they're not, not making playoffs. Okay, okay. They're not making playoffs. Oh, Gabe, I'm trying to. They're not. Let's not entertain this conversation. Okay. All right. They're not going to make the playoffs this season. But I think this is the like this is a good team. It's a good solid defensive line. Good secondary. And uh, Deshaun doesn't have to do too much. And New Orleans Saints, on the other hand, just inconsistent. You don't know what team you're going to get, especially on the road in the cold. They don't play in the cold. They don't play outside. They play in the dome. So I could use that advantage into my pick of Cleveland Browns minus three. 
Yeah, so I'll I'll give my take on this later on, but we'll just say I agree with you, and I'll get into the reasons here in, oh, about 20 minutes or so. Um, the uh, Well, actually, no, that's in my rapid fire. So here, I'll, here's what I'll say. So Brown's a three-point favorite. So home field's two points. You're saying the Browns are one point better than the Saints. I don't buy that. The Browns are really good on the offensive and defensive lines. Regardless of what you think of Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt in the backfield, they can really run the football, and obviously their defense with Miles Garrett – with the defensive pieces they have can really get after you. And the Saints just – I don't think they're good offensively and they're eh, they're mediocre defensively. And we're going to say – we're giving the Browns only a field goal, no three and a half. We're just a straight field goal at home. I'll take Cleveland. I'm with you there. Um, and that's one of my picks this week as well. Um, my big NFL pick this week, and I hate going against my favorite coach in the NFL, but I'm doing it here. I like Washington plus the seven on the road against San Francisco. We've talked about Brock Purdy, and I know I've just outright said he's an upgrade over Jimmy G, but he is a seventh-round rookie quarterback who the film is starting to come out on a little bit. Mm-hmm. You heard last week after the game that he was injured going into the game last week, and we saw him struggle, especially in that second half. He wasn't, you know, didn't quite look the same. He had looked in his first six or seven quarters of football. Um Washington's defense is really, really good. And I think Brock Purdy and that San Francisco team, I don't think they're just going to blow everybody out going forward. I think they're due for a close, tough game. Seven points. With, I mean, I know I think Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy G. And I think that Niners team is really good. But having to lay seven with Brock Purdy feels pretty aggressive to me. And it's a very good Washington defense and a Washington team that's fighting for their playoff life. I mean, they're fighting for their playoff life. Really good defensive line. Again, a Niners offensive line. I mean, we talk about Trent Williams, and Trent Williams is awesome. The other four guys on that line are just, you know, they're jags. They're just another guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy out there. These are not – this is not a great offensive line. I think Washington's defense line is going to win the battle up front there. I think Washington's going to be – they're going to be able with, – with Heineke, with those weapons, they're going to be able to challenge the San Francisco secondary – get some big plays on them. I'm not saying Washington's going to win the game, but seven is a lot of points to be given up when your quarterback is Brock Purdy and he's only started, what, two games now. Give me give me Washington plus the seven in San Francisco. Not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Washington, the commanders, don't call them the R word. They're, they're playing for some pretty good football. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then also Sunday night, the way they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like the – I mean, the seven's a lot. And I think San Francisco is really good. Yeah. Uh, I might think they're the best team in the NFC, although I can't say that because the Eagles have just been outstanding and they're without (laughs) Jalen Hurts this week, so they're probably going to lose to the Cowboys. But the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They're going to get the one seed. They deserve to get the one seed. Um, But, you know, San Francisco might be the best team in the NFC. They're they're right there. I think they're right there with Philadelphia. But seven's a lot of points. It's another team that's also a playoff team. So, and also with San Francisco, let's not forget Debo Samuel's out. Yeah, Debo Debo Samuel's not playing. So you're with the backup rookie seventh round quarterback, and you're without your best and most dynamic offensive player. So I, I think there's a lot to overcome, and you still are favored by seven points, which kind of speaks to how good San Francisco is. But I think the line's a little – I think we're a little aggressive on San Francisco right now. Gotcha. Uh, let's go to the live dog action where we pick outright winners, NFL team. Did both of ours hit last week? No, nah, I lost. Oh, who'd you bet on last week? I forgot. 
I had what or no, I had the Giants plus four and a half. Yeah. That that was very good. I'm not betting on the Giants. I've been betting on the Giants a lot, but I'm not betting on the Giants this week. They're against Minnesota and after watching Minnesota against the Colts or just at the end of the game. We were at Truth Barbecue. Oh, it's 33 nothing Colts at the half. Mm-hmm. And then I come I get home and as soon as I walk in the door, I get the alert on my phone. The game is tied. Like, yep. what do you mean the game is tied. Rob and I were not there for that long. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we were, but uh yeah, evidently we were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> evidently we were, but um yeah, that was that was a hell of a game. For, <laughs> but, but anyway, that, all that to say, I'm not betting on the New York Giants this week or the Minnesota Vikings because I can't. That uh, that feels like a trap either way. Live dog, Rob, you are women of the world should be lining up for my man Bobby Beats because <laughs> he is the most loyal human being I know. With that having nothing to do with the show, Rob, who's your live dog this week? Jimmy, the Houston Texans. Oh, dear God. Going up to Tennessee Titans, facing Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill just has been ruled officially out with an ankle injury. Round two against Malik Willis. This, like, when the Tennessee Titans played the Houston Texans here in Houston, Texas at NRG Stadium. I said this was the worst game the Texans ever played this season. No energy. Couldn't tackle Derrick Henry, but who can? Couldn't stop Derrick Henry, but who can? Malik Willis only – I don't even think he he threw the ball one time in the second half. So it was a pitiful game from the Houston Texans. I think they get round two, man. I think the Texans – you know, Malik Willis – who am I to say he can't play in the NFL? Who am I? Who am I to say that? I think just another full year of rub, get him some guidance, get him some good coaching. I think he can be okay in the NFL. But the games he's played in the NFL, all you got to do is just straight blitz this brother. That's what the Chiefs did. The second half of that game, the Chiefs like, okay, Tennessee's getting us. That second half, Kansas City just switched up the blitz, came from all type of sides. All type of gaps to get to Malik Willis. I think that's what the Texans got to do. Got to put some pressure on them. So you're, so you're mm-hmm. betting on the Texans because you think their coaching staff is going to be really smart and figure this out. Hey, yeah, but man can a man can dream, can he? But uh, line up for my boy because this is about a loyal man. On <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna rock with the Texans on this one, man. Give me plus three. I think they can. And can I right win this? I, I know, Texans fans, you don't want them to win any more games this season. I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. But I think they can sneak a victory. I actually think the Texans are already locked into the number one pick. Oh, they are? Oh. Well, oh, well, no, not quite yet. I think if they lose – oh, wait, no. they Okay, not quite yet, but it's close. It, by the I think by Sunday it – Four o'clock, they might be. Um, but that being said, Rob, uh, you got to stop betting. I stopped betting the Jaguars right as they got good. Um, <laughs> maybe you need to stop betting the Texans. But I want the journey to get good. Um, my live dog this week, I mean, we've all watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. 
And we've all seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, despite having my favorite player in league history, Tom Brady, are not a very good football team. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that. We all have eyes. We've all seen that. And then I had to get my eyes checked. I went to the optometrist and I got my eyes checked because my eyes were telling me Tampa Bay was a seven and a half point favorite on the road in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Now, unless I missed a message in my phone where the Cardinals called me and asked me to be the starting quarterback this week for Arizona against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay should not be a seven and a half point favorite against anybody, even the Houston Texans on the road. Arizona at home, Christmas Day, plus seven and a half. What, what, what has Tampa Bay shown in the last two months? That's going to be seven and a half point favorites over anybody. When was the last time Tampa Bay played well on the road? I don't think you can answer that question for. What was it? Week one against Dallas when the offense didn't play good, but they kept throwing the ball to them, so they won. I think it was sixteen to three. I mean, honestly. I like Air. I like Arizona. I think I like Arizona to win this game. I mean, look at Tampa Bay's recent road games. They went to San Francisco and got beat by twenty-eight. They were up two touchdowns in the Browns game, or ten points in the Browns game. Lost that one in overtime. And, I mean, what they go? They lost to Carolina twenty-one to three. I mean, what has Tampa Bay shown? You show they're a good team, and on the road they've been worse. They've somehow been worse on the road. So give me Arizona plus a seven and a half, and shoot, they're probably going to win just because Tampa Bay is awful. So give me Arizona plus seven and a half. I just don't trust Trace McSorley. That's all. But long. what can you trust? We'll got this in but what can you try? I'm I'm not here saying Trace McSorley's a good quarterback and bet on Arizona because of that. <laughs> I'm here to tell I'm just saying, what has Tampa Bay done this year to warrant being a seven and a half point favorite over anything other than a college team? Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> that that that's my I mean Trace McSorley is not exactly a franchise quarterback. He's not. Not exactly. That's putting it graciously. <laughs> um, but seven and a half over a touchdown, and I love Tom Brady. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, I'll talk about that during rapid fire. Um, guess we'll skip on down to our best bet of the week before I rapid fire. Uh, the the gig is the joke is Gabe does NFL. I do college. Whew. Take a shot at the dark at this one. I did some deep digging. Uh, bowl game, Bowling Green versus New Mexico State. This is the – I got it, people. Hold on. I got you. This will be – oh, Lord. Oh, this was this is the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan, in Ford Field. Um, whew, uh, look, New Mexico State probably shouldn't even be in the bowl game, but they finished no. the season strong. New Mexico State, they finished the season really strong. And Bowling Green did, too. They they pulled out some great victories, winding down to the stretch, uh, beat Toledo. Uh, they beat Western Michigan. Uh, they beat uh, Central Michigan. They beat Miami, Ohio. So Bowling Green is a pretty solid team. The quarterback, Matt McDonald, very solid. If he's in the lineup, if he's playing, that team is rolling. The Falcons are rolling. 
New Mexico State, on the other hand, look, whew, I watched them play week one against Nevada. The quarterbacks of New Mexico State, I think they both threw five interceptions. I think I think it was it was awful. Yeah, they threw four interceptions total of quarterbacks. They had, they did two quarterback system. It was awful. They like, eighteen to thirty-three for one two hundred and twenty-three yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. It was awful, but. <laughs> Give credit to New Mexico State. They pretty much finished the season really strong. They beat UMass. They beat Lamar. Uh, they beat Liberty. Big victory over Liberty, by the way. And then they beat Valpo to finish off the season. But they should not be in the bowl game. I think this is a gimme. Uh, this is one of those lines that Vegas just threw a number out there to me. And I was like, hmm, I like it. Give me three and a half. Bowling Green. Big. And this is the Detroit, Michigan. It's it, you know, the Mac, the Mac school plays in, in Michigan and they play in Ohio. They play in these states. So I think they're going to be a lot of Bowling Green fans in the in Ford Field. So I'm with you on this one because I live in New Mexico and I know New Mexico State is terrible. Let's look at New Mexico State's wins this year. They beat Hawaii, who is horrible. They beat New Mexico, who I think is worse than Hawaii. Um, they beat UMass, who is allegedly a Division One program. They beat Lamar, who is not an FBS program. Um, they beat Liberty with Hugh Freeze going out the door. And they scheduled a game against Valparaiso, who I've only heard of because I think Scott Drew hit a shot for them in the NCAA tournament in the 90s, and they played on the March Madness run every year. And that's the only reason I've he- heard of Valparaiso, a.k.a. Valpo. Mm-hmm. So New Mexico State, you say they shouldn't be in a bowl game. No, they shouldn't be. Um, I'm with you on Boldy Green minus three and a half. New Mexico State is a god awful football team. That, but this shows how many ball we have too many ball games. But that's not a rant I'm going to go on today or probably ever on this podcast. Um, my best bet of the week, Rob. I've been doing good on these lately. Mm-hmm. I've been doing so. You should be scared, very be very afraid, Rob, because I'm taking Tennessee minus three against the Houston Texans. Because here's the thing. I don't know if Malik Willis is ready to play quarterback in the NFL, Rob. I'm not sure if Malik Willis is ready to play quarterback in the NFL. But this week, Malik Willis is not playing quarterback in the NFL. He's playing quarterback against the Houston Texans. (laughs) And that combined with Tennessee's very good defensive line and Derrick Henry running the football and the fact that the Houston Texans are god-awful. They're the New Mexico State of – the NFL, except New Mexico State has somehow won like five games. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, or I guess six, if you include Valparaiso. Um, yeah. So Tennessee at home. Tennessee's at home minus three. So you're talking on a neutral site. This is a one point spread. I don't buy it. No way. I know Houston played Kansas City close, and I know they played Dallas close, but it's like Jacksonville earlier in the year where Jacksonville just found the dumbest way imaginable to lose football games. And now that's what Houston is doing. So I think Houston, they got up for those big, you know, those games that's big, high-profile teams. No, it, that comes to an end this week. This won't be close. I'm going to say 21-6 to Titans. Houston hasn't tackled Derrick Henry in five years um, since Derrick Henry was a rookie. So give me the Titans minus three at home against the worst team in the NFL. Man. 
We'll see on uh, Saturday. I, I know I, Rob is very loyal. Ladies, he's a catch. Um, but I don't think you're going to be right on this one, my friends. Well, we'll see Saturday. We'll cool. see Saturday. <laughs> That's the most confident anyone has talked about the Texans this year. We'll see Saturday. All right, rapid fire. Uh, it's when me and Gabe run through all the picks that we did not get a chance to say. Try to do it under a minute. Uh, so I started off. I already said UH Houston Cougars minus seven versus the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns for the Independence Bowl. I'm going Duke minus three versus UCF. The only team without any opt outs for the draft or the portal. I like that. That is the military bowl. Give me Duke minus three versus UCF. And give me the cheese it Bowl, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. Give me Wisconsin uh, minus three and a half. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's three and a half. Spencer Sanders, uh, quarterback, former quarterback of Oklahoma State, is in the portal. So that's my angle. And I think Wisconsin also quarterback, uh, Graham Mertz, he went into the portal. He's going to Florida. So – I'm trusting the defense of Wisconsin in that matchup. NFL, uh, Cleveland minus three versus New Orleans. I already explained it earlier. Give me Chicago Bears plus eight versus the Buffalo Bills. And my last pick, we're going to be Gabe. Give me Tampa Bay minus seven and a half at Arizona Cardinals. Whew, that's uh, – man, you're rolling, you're rolling with the Bucks over a touchdown. That, that's something. Uh, all right, we'll go with my rapid fire here. We started out in the Texas Bowl. I like Ole Miss minus three and a half against Texas Tech. I touched on why earlier in the show. Um, I like Kansas plus three against Arkansas. This is Kansas' Kansas's first bowl game in over a decade. They're going to be up for this. Meanwhile, Arkansas had a disappointing year, and I think it's going to come to a disappointing end. And then we talked about Bowling Green, New Mexico State earlier. I think New Mexico State is awful. Give me Bowling Green minus three and a half. In the NFL, I like Washington plus the seven in San Francisco. It's too many points to give a Brock Purdy-led team. I like the Vegas Raiders plus two and a half at Pittsburgh. I mean, Vegas, you want to talk about the Browns making a playoff push. We have to talk about the Raiders as well. I don't think either will make the playoffs. But I like Vegas plus two and a half on the road against the fighting Mitch Trubisky's. And my last pick, I'm in full agreement with Rob here. I like Cleveland minus three against New Orleans. I like that. I like that. Okay, we we in agreement, and then we we head button. We got some agreements. We got some disagreements. We got we laughed. We cried. Uh, we learned lessons along the way. Uh, it was, this is a great show. Yeah, great show. That's yeah. what makes that's what makes uh great shows uh, disagreements. Uh, <laughs> I'm Robert Harris Jr. You can follow me on Twitter at Robert Harris Jr. My main man, Gabe Myers, G underscore Myers thirty three is his Twitter. Instagram too. Oh, um, well, I mean, kind of. Well, it's not the underscore. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what my Instagram is. I don't keep that much track. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I, I don't keep that much track of what my social media handles are. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I want to wish everybody from the Game of Shack a happy holidays. Enjoy your Christmas uh, with your family and Christmas Eve too, as well. Uh, open Get up your mom for Christmas, guys. Yeah, yeah, get, get, get y'all mother something for Christmas. Y'all mothers have to put up with y'all. Mother have to give birthday. Y'all get something for Christmas, man. That is true. I got my I got my folks something. All right, then uh, until then, happy bedding, bed responsibly, and manage your bankroll. We out.